A little bouncer slowly toward Bryant. He will glove it and throw to Rizzo. It's in time. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. I remember running home from school, turning on the TV to the Cubs game, sitting with my dad to watch his heroes. Welcome to the World Series Dream and Chicago Cubs Dreamcast. Not affiliated with the actual Chicago Cubs, but just a bunch of guys who love the local nine and enjoy talking baseball. And of course, the 2016 World Series champion, Chicago Cubs. How you doing? This is Andrew Cantuli. With me, as always, is my buddy, Rice Cube. How you doing, buddy? I am okay. It's been cold, like figuratively oh, and literally. Yeah. Cold yeah. as hell. The hot stove ain't doing nothing to warm us up. Nope. And I, unfortunately, haven't been able to go outside very much because it has been cold as all hell. <laughs> And did you ever think you'd ever be grateful to have temperatures in the 30s? Yeah, like uh, I think my weather bug says we're at around 28 right now, which is balmy. Compared. A vast improvement. Yeah, yeah. I think the East Coast is getting hammered right now, but uh, who, who knows, right? Yeah, it, it actually snowed in Florida. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mid-Florida mid is getting flurried, last I heard. Not I today, heard. but I think it's a day or two ago. I heard the iguanas and alligators were all freezing, too. Yeah, and they're falling off the trees. It's crazy. That's yeah, it's crazy shit. Yeah. Well, nothing's we need, been... We need baseball to throw a few logs in that hot stove. I know. I've been watching, like, Damn, the, football, the football as much as I could, but football's boring. And I've been just, like, watching old baseball highlights and whatever clips there are and it's it's not the same man like no nobody's doing anything which is something that we could talk about how the the hot stove is essentially not hot at all it's like frozen solid mm -hmm. and we can and talk for the longest time yeah. Tyler Chatwood was the highest paid player in free agency and now is I think one other person that got I think it was uh, Carlos, Carlos Santana got the highest now mm -hmm. And then Wade Davis got the highest ever contract for a reliever. Yeah. So the Cubs will get a draft pick. Well, we can talk about all that soon. Uh, I think you're going to the Cubs convention this weekend, so that, that should be fun. <laughs> I am. Should be fun. I'm going to try to live stream some stuff as long as I can get a decent connection and have enough battery packs. Yeah. You, you got to get those battery packs. Uh, we talk about some guys we like, you know. Uh, people have been talking about you, Darvish, of course, Christian Yelich, Manny Machado. Same thing we talked about last time, but maybe there's a little bit of movement on the rumor front. We don't really know because, you know, the the MLB just simply hasn't done anything, and it's very difficult to see where people want to go. Um, for the Cubs, maybe, hey, do we stand pat or do we go for it again in 2018 because of what uh, Theo and crew have said? And just any final thoughts we might have. So how's that for a plan, boss? I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. Sounds good, man. Let's rock and roll. As the spring gave away to summer, past the ivy-colored dreams, 
Toward the days that kept us yearning for tomorrow. Well, I, like right before Christmas, Steve-O and I talked a little bit about the same stuff that we're about to talk about. And we were like, yeah, maybe right after Christmas and before New Year, something will happen. Nothing. Absolutely nothing has happened. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. And all we got is more rumors. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, there, there's got to be a reason behind this one reason. Well, maybe people want to stay below the luxury tax. Second reason, well, maybe these reagents really aren't that good. And you don't want to throw like $100 million at Eric Hosmer or whatever. And obviously the Cubs don't have to throw that money at Eric Hosmer because we got Anthony Rizzo. But still, like somebody's got to got to do it. Like, you know, there, there's some good free agents out there and they're not getting bites because I guess front offices don't, don't feel like doing it right now. And, you know, people keep talking about collusion, but really I think it's just them being. Yeah. I mean, ex- that's going to start picking up steam very fast, especially with Scott Boris on the helm. <laughs> I mean, his guys aren't getting signed at all. He's, he's gotten taken to go straight to the owners. With pamphlets saying, look at this guy, how great he is. <laughs> Nobody's signing anything. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's collusion. I think it's just like what we said. Oh, you know, be smart. Yeah, they're they're just saying, well, with the new CBA where basically the players decided, uh, you know, the super elite guys need to be paid. And we don't want to be tied to to these uh, qualifying offers, but as soon as you go above a certain rate and to get get stuff back, you, you need to give some concessions. And I think the players conceded too much. And as they conceded too much, I don't think they're going to get anything back the next time they have to negotiate. So, you know, it, it's just a lot of very smart people on the Internet. And, you know, I don't purport to be that smart, but I, I feel like I agree with them. The next time they renegotiate, I feel like there's a strong chance for a work stoppage because they're they're seeing that, hey, the other side is taking too much. MLB and the owners are taking too much. The players are kind of like, you know, stuck in the wind. They they don't know whether they're going to be paid or whether they'll be paid fairly. And really for baseball, because the market's so weird, what is fairly anyway, but, you know, like this is super weird that I don't think anybody – has seen an off season quite like this in in over a decade because yeah, I was a guy yeah. having a long time. Yeah, because by the winter meetings you should see like several humongous deals just like we saw in the past few years. And no mm-hmm. big blockbuster trades. Uh the most signings are just like relievers and the biggest position player signing is just Carlos Santana for the Phillies, which kinda doesn't make sense to me, but whatever, you know, the Phillies do what they do. But, uh, yeah, you'd think that guys like Jake Arrieta would get signed, that he's obviously one of the top-tier nope. pitchers. Didn't happen. Yeah, apparently he wants way too much money. And last I heard, the Cubs and Cardinals have, like, the best two offers, and neither one of them are willing to go longer than four years. And I think that's smart. And, you know, it, it just a game of chicken, like who's going to blink first. And I don't – I think the guys with the money are – not going to blink first. They're going to just say, you know what, you can wait all you want, but we we got the money and we're just going to wait. And I mean, it's not that the players are being greedy either. They need to be paid as much as they can because this is probably their last big contract and you can't blame them. But at the same time, you got to wonder, well, 
baseball is getting so much revenue these days and they they have all this money to spend. Like the Cubs have tons of money to spend, uh, even if they want to stay under the luxury tax, the Dodgers and Yankees can obviously afford, you know, to blow past the cap. But they don't want to do that until the Bryce Harper year. So who who knows, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he might even suffer at the hands of this. No matter how great he is, he might not get what everyone anticipates. Yeah. No one else has. And it's I, – I don't know what's going to happen, really. We are like a month and a half away from spring training. Somebody has to sign. They have to get ready. they got to move, you know, their families. they got to move to their new spring training sites, et cetera. They, they need to know. So I am going to just assume that next week, uh, sometime between now and when they announce the Hall of Fame uh, inductees, on January 24th, we're going to see a rash of signings. But we've been saying that for like the past month or so now, and it hasn't happened. So maybe I'm just talking out of my butt. <laughs> possible. Yeah. Very possible. But, you know, mm-hmm. if, it, if it were up to you right now, I, I, I feel like the Cubs are looking fairly good with their current roster. Like they don't need any additions. Obviously, more additions are fine, but – what, what would you do if it was you? I mean, I'd be comfortable if they stood pat. I mean, their bullpen looks solid. Their rotation looks decent enough. Could always get better. But they want to add another starter. They want to add another bullpen piece. Um, if it comes down to Arietta or Darvish, that's kind of a toss-up. Yeah. I mean, one guy's older. Arietta's older, but... Darvish has many more innings on his arm, but Darvish looks like he's getting better while Arietta looks like he's declining. Both would cost fairly amount the same. <clears throat> I'd probably go with Darvish between the two. Yeah. But then there's always the guy from Tampa who's still <laughs> still out in the open. Yeah, so Alex Cobb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the issue with Darvish and Cobb is that they both cost draft picks. Draft and, picks. Yeah, and I I feel like the Cubs don't really care that much about draft picks. That's why they're keeping Taz on everybody. But uh, mm-hmm. that money, it, it comes in handy when you start picking in June because you can throw an extra half million or a million dollars at a later pick and try to convince them to forego college and sign with you. So that does that does make a lot of difference. And so that's why I keep leaning towards the U Darvish, U Darvish and trades. Yeah, I mean, I'd hate to. I'd rather lose the draft pick than the players. Mm-hmm. But which is why I'd probably rather sign. If it came down to it, with between Lorenzo Cain and Yelich, Yelich is by far the better player. He's younger, and he's gonna be cheaper. Oh. But that's gonna cost you a pretty penny. Right. Whereas Lorenzo Cain, he's older, he's good, but he's on the decline. And that kind of goes against what Theo and company generally do. Yeah. Plus, I'd kind of really rather want to see what Albert Amore can do full time. Yeah. I don't know why Joe Madden doesn't seem to trust him, but the guy dominates lefties, and he holds his own against righties, hitting 275. 
he actually had more plate appearances against right-handed pitching than lefties last year, I mm. believe. Right. So, and last year he had four home runs against both lefties and righties. So he has good good power against both. Not great, but decent. Yeah. And he's by far the best defensive outfielder they have. And that's even with Haywood and Wright. Yeah. But uh, I don't know I if I go that far. Yeah, but uh, I, I do agree. He's definitely a very good defender. I, I don't think – like he's probably – the best center fielder option that they have, like even with Hayward. Like Hayward can obviously handle center field just fine. Hap looks decent out there. He's not like the best because he's still basically learning the position, but he he has, you know, speed and range. But uh, I feel like Albert Almora deserves a shot. And I, too, you know, basically like to live dangerously. I would love to see what the Cubs do standing pat. I'll stay. I suggest you hit, sir. I also like to live dangerously. But at the same time, you know, you got a lot of people saying, well, every year Sacred Theo has said that before, and we want to compete in 2018. Is this team the best shot for you to get into the playoffs? Uh, probably. Are they going to be the prohibitive favorite to win the World Series? Probably not. And that's where you want to add, you know, the bonuses. Now, with Yelich, like, he's so cheap, and he's got so many years of control, and he's so young, of course he's going to cost you an arm and a leg. And unfortunately... He's also a leadoff hitter, right? He should be. I I, I think uh, he doesn't really lead off for the Marlins. He bats, like, third third in front of Stanton before they just basically tore that team down. But, uh, yeah, he he would cost so much. Like, you would have to start with, like, Hap and Schwarber and one of Javi and Addison Russell or Almora and then one of their, their top two prospects before you, the Marlins should even pick up. And I know a lot of guys have talked about how, you know, they basically gave Stanton away, but that was mostly about the money because you need to move $300 million dollars you just take whatever you can get, and you say, here, Yankees, have the money. And yeah, They also that, gave away the other guy to the Cardinals pretty much for nothing. Yeah, that was a little bit weird. I, I didn't understand that at all. Like, they should have been able to get more from that. Uh, the D. Gordon deal was, was more of a salary dump as well. But with Yelich and uh, and there, there's one more, J.T. Real Muto, they are going to have to get something really big back. And I feel like other teams have much more prospect currency than the Cubs do in getting Yelich. So Yelich doesn't seem like a realistic uh, target. Uh, I do kind of agree with you about Lorenzo. Well, what Kane. if they added in hmm. their closer, Bear Claw? Well, no, uh, that's that's not my point. I, okay. I'm saying that the Cubs don't have enough uh, prospects to get Yelich by himself. Without yeah, they'd have to scout their major league team. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So from just that logistical point of view, the trade makes no sense to me. And while it would be really, really nice, uh, you are basically sacrificing a huge chunk of your core, a core that we know have been productive before and are still growing and they're still learning their game. Uh, you got new coaches coming in to help with the pitching, like rewrite the re re. Uh, set the pitching and the offense. Uh, 
I, I feel like they need to do what Theo and Jed Hoyer have said, which is maybe we treat this like a gap year. Because uh, we always knew that right after 2017, because you're losing Arietta and John Lackey, that it's going to be a little tougher to to compete. But at the same time, you look at like the Brewers and the, the Pirates and the Reds, those three teams aren't doing too much. Uh, the Cardinals obviously traded for Marcelo Zuna, but uh, at the same time, they're so much, so many pieces away from from making a a major challenge to the Cubs that I feel like you can stand pat. And so I wouldn't trade for Yelich. Uh, if I wanted were to do anything, I would just buy uh, another outfielder. And that might be Lorenzo Cain. Uh, he's a little bit old and most of his value is in defense and speed, but uh, you know, like maybe he's Ricky Henderson and he'll play until he's 40 and he'll always be fast. Who knows? Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you're losing yeah, right. your draft draft pick but at the same time you're getting two back when Arietta signs elsewhere and Wade Davis already gave the Cubs draft pick so it, it might even out yeah I mean Kane's not the ideal choice might be the best option considering what you have to give up he'd give the Cubs the leadoff hitter that everybody seems to want not sure if they really need one but like Theo and Jed said, a leadoff hitter is a luxury. He'd help them out. Would they score more runs with him? Maybe. They were second in the NL last year, and that was without a leadoff hitter all year. Mm. Yeah. And I, I I don't think that this version of the Cubs right now is a bad team at all. I think they're a very good team. To make them a great team, obviously you want the extra couple of additions, but then again, like they they should probably save some money for Bryce Harper next year if, if they are going to make that legitimate run. And there are probably a couple other uh, uh, free agents out there that they they would potentially go after. And I, I think it's a good idea to just play it by ear and based on how inactive the rest of the league has been, I don't think the Cubs are in any hurry to do anything. Yeah. I mean, the Cubs are in good shape. They're young. A lot of players had down years last year, and they still made it to the NLCS. I think they can repeat. They can win the division again easy, I believe. Getting the NLCS again is a probable likelihood. Not going to say it's guaranteed because it's baseball. Anything mm-hmm. can happen in short series, and who knows? Maybe they can win it again next year. Yeah, it's all depends on the bounce of the ball. Yeah, and I, I'm just looking at the list of free agents after 2018, and this includes uh, people who opt out, like say Clayton Kershaw. If he opts out, he'll probably go back to the Dodgers anyway. But who, who knows, right? Yeah, nice uh, big payday. Yeah, so if you decide, hey, you know, Albert Almora really isn't that good. There are a couple of uh, really good center field options like Charlie Blackman and A.J. Pollock. Uh, Mm There is also Andrew McCutcheon, if you believe that, uh, you know, Kyle Schwarber deserves to be in the AL as a DH, you can try to sign him to play left because I don't think Andrew McCutcheon is a center or right fielder anymore. But he's still obviously got to get that. Yeah, I've always liked Yeah. He's always been one of my favorite non-Cubs, just the way he plays. He's a fantastic player. 
Yeah, and then there are a few, like, you know, starting pitchers like Corbin, Patrick Corbin, Gio Gonzalez, Dallas Keuchel. They, they're they all left-handed, and they all seemed okay uh, in the past, so I feel like they work. And then you got a trio of relievers like Kate, Craig Kimbrell, uh, Andrew Miller are going to free agency, and if he was still, you know, healthy, Zach Britton probably would have been do- doing pretty well in 2018, and that might have been like a trade target, but yeah, that's probably not not going to happen at this point. And he might have to take a pillow contract after he recovers from that injury that he had. Yeah, I mean, he kind of. Yeah, I think his days of getting a big contract are over. Yeah, I don't think the I don't think the Orioles are going to be able to trade him for much more than a bag of balls at this point. A high A, low uh, double A prospect that might make it. Yeah, they're not going to get much for Britain. Beauty and the history in this cathedral. The sky so blue against the grass, so green. Like time stood still forever. Did you, did you like uh, the way the Rockies just like bought every reliever that they could? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they're going with a new philosophy. Have your starters go five innings max and just turn it over to the bullpen. Save the starters' arms. Yeah. Or it, it might be like an effectiveness thing too because after the second time through, when you get to the third time through the order, they start like, you know, getting good looks at the starting pitcher and you want to throw a new look at them. So – Mm-hmm. That, that that does make sense. Like uh, for Colorado, basically they play 81 of their games on the moon. So then you know that they're going to score a lot of runs. If you can score more runs than the other guys and just lock down the rest of it, that might help. But that presupposes that the relievers and whatnot can throw more than a straight fastball because, you know, like, We've seen how breaking stuff doesn't break on the moon over in Colorado. That's kind of what we're hoping for with Chatwood. Yeah, I kind of like the idea, though. I agree with you. You're just trying to save the starter arms, go as long as you can, make sure they're effective, and then turn it over to the bullpen and see what happens because you know that more often than not, the offense that they have can probably outslug the the opposition. Mm-hmm. So, so I do like that idea. Yeah. So I, I think uh, they're not going to trade for Manny Machado anymore. Because yeah, I don't think I would. I would either. I mean, yeah. even if it's a straight up Russell for Machado, Machado is a fan, is a much more superior player. Might be the top one of the top five guys in the league, but there's no guarantee he's going to stay after this year. Yeah, and then you're giving up a lot of years of Russell, who's a great defender. Or, His offense or is getting hobby, better, yeah. I believe. Or hobby. Yeah. For one year, guaranteed Manchado. I mean. Yeah. And with Boris as his agent, you know he's reaching free agency. Right. And since he, he is available for free agency next year, why not just wait, you know? So do do what we had suggested, which is let's stand pat. Like I know there there's a lot of very attractive names out there. 
And oh yeah, next year's gonna be fun. And, and for this year, yes, there are some attractive names as well. But would you rather just stand pat and know that you're probably going to more more likely than not you're going to the playoffs and take your shot this year, and you still have most of the core under uh, club control in. Into like twenty twenty two or something like that. So just wait, wait it out. And I think I, I am on team Stan Pat. Uh, I would throw some money. I, I would throw some money at you, Darvish, and a backup catcher. But I don't think they need another reliever. Uh, you know, I, I know that Addison Reed is out still out there, and a lot of people are very interested in that. But I, I don't feel like they absolutely have to. And this is a good. What do you think Reed would go for? Considering what Davis got, I don't think he'd get what Davis got. I think he'd get something closer to what the Cubs gave Brandon Morrow, which is about twelve, eleven, twelve million dollars a year, and mm-hmm. that that should still give them enough money to throw like thirty million dollars a year at Yu Darvish if they deem that necessary. Uh, that's about what the the uh, rumored deal to Jake Arrieta would have cost him uh, over as an average over the four years. And I throw like a couple of million dollars at Rene Rivera to back up. And even if not, like, you know, that Caratini supposedly can hit. Uh, so, so you already have an in-house backup catcher. You just, I, I guess kind of feel like they want him playing every day until, you know, you're, you're done seasoning and then Rene Rivera can go somewhere else. And now you have Caratini. So that, that's, that's what I would do. Like uh, basically, yeah, the, I'd be happy with Rivera coming back. Yeah, I, I'd be I happy with the other guy coming back too, whose names eludes me. Oh, Alex of Um, yeah, I'd be okay with him coming back on a cheap deal. Yeah. yeah, I think he he's uh he's more of a starting caliber catcher because of the bat, and so he's probably not coming back as a backup. But who knows, right? Like some some guys just do what is more comfortable to them, but just from my point of view, I think he wants to be a starter. He's probably going back to Detroit to join Papa. Maybe. Uh, that that could be interesting. I don't know if Papa wants to uh, give him that much because the uh, Tigers are definitely rebuilding, but uh, maybe they need veteran presence, right? Because no matter what, you still need that veteran presence. That's what they always like talk about. Like, uh, here are some young guys coming up. The prospects are improving. They're getting in the reps, but you still need that veteran glue to hold that clubhouse together. Yeah. yeah. The Cubs have a lot of veteran talent. Even though some of the rookie guys are still young, but still vetched. And look at Rizzo. He's by far the leader of the team. Mm-hmm. As much fun as Javi is, Rizzo's the heart and soul of that team. Right. People will follow him to hell if they have to. Yeah, and you know we're looking way into the future, but like who, who are the Cubs going to keep? Who are they trading? Who are they extending? Who is going to free agency and so on and so forth? It's it's kind of cool how uh, if you look at the way the contracts are spread out, the the money starts coming off the books as the uh, arbitration eligible players start getting their raises. So it's kind of like they have a really good continuum. Uh, an equilibrium of salary uh, throughout the years. And that gives them a lot of financial flexibility going forward. And it's like the Cubs have put themselves in the perfect position to just wait it out and see. 
and they can stamp pad if they want to. They can go after you Darvish or whatever and still have enough of them money left over to go after Bryce Harper because, you know, by uh, after 2019, that's when hopefully, like, I don't know how the landscape's going to look because, you know, how how money works and how people change and media media changes and whatnot, but they're supposed to get a big money deal uh, after all the teeth various TV contracts expire and then they're going to have all this money, extra money to spend. And even now they ha- every team is getting an extra infusion of like $50 million because uh, MLB like sold something to Disney. I, I think it was MLB AM that, that they sold to Disney or some other uh, corporation. And that's how every team in MLB got their extra $50 million. Mm-hmm. And then you got quick pause here. Yeah. Disney's taking over the world, dude. They're buying everything. They just bought Fox. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Why that's cool is because now instead of those crappy like uh, new X Men movies and the really bad uh, Fantastic Four movies, they can remerge with Marvel. So Marvel is going to be able to reboot and make like uh, the X Men and the, the way Fantastic they're Four. To be. And incorporate them with the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So maybe after Infinity War this coming summer, we'll we'll see like uh, plans to reset uh, Fantastic Four and X Men and stuff. That would be really really dope. <laughs> awesome! I look forward to it. Yeah, but yeah, Disney is buying everything, and thankfully that means you know, like. Even if you you say, hey, these players are getting too much money and blah, blah, blah. Well, look at it this way. Like players are getting less than half of the revenue that's coming in. And who who do you want to go to the ballpark to see? I'm not going to the ballpark to see the general manager. I'm not going to see the manager himself. I'm going to see uh, Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant hit home runs. I'm going to see Javi Baez uh, make excellent plays. They, I want them to be paid. And at the same time, I also want their minor leaguers to be paid because I'd like them to uh, be able to properly develop a guy, not have them eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches all the time because they're basically being paid uh, less than slave wages. It, it's kind of not disgusting. Not that there's anything wrong with peanut butter and jelly. No, it's but you, food. Yeah, you, you can't but eat it every day. But that shouldn't be though. your main meal every day. Right. So it, it's not like they're they're overpaid. If anything, I would argue that they're underpaid. Like given inflation and the influx of money into MLB, they are not getting enough money. They, uh, and it's not just like the big ridiculous contracts that you see like Clayton Kershaw get, which he obviously deserves because he's one of the best pitchers in baseball history, but the mid-tier players like they're getting you know five million, six million. A year that's deserved. Uh, I would argue that they get need to get get paid more, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like there there should be more revenue going to the players, and unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen with this current CBA because of how tightly revenue is tied into draft pick penalties and spending penalties and whatnot. It, it's kind of a if you read the article, and I'll link it in the show notes, uh, there, there are several uh, people who talk about how the new CBA has basically uh, killed 
the baseball market as we know it, and it might not be beneficial to players in the near future or the foreseeable future anyway. Yeah. Something's got to change. Through the good times and the bad times, we stood beside you every day. You're going to the Cubs convention this weekend, right? Yep. And I'll try to live stream some stuff, like I said. Yeah. Hopefully my battery life and, and the Wi-Fi there is good. Otherwise, I might run out of data really quick. Yeah. So I don't think they've uh, released a list of names yet, huh? Uh, Not yet. should be coming this week. Yeah, I do. It has to come this week. I, I am fairly certain that Andre Dawson is going to be there again. Because he's no longer uh-huh. working for the Marlins. He's working for the Cubs now as an ambassador. Mm-hmm. Back so, in the Cubs family. Yeah. Uh, Another mistake by Mr. Jeter. You know, I, I don't know what their plan is. Nobody does. <laughs> but uh, it, it'll be interesting to see like whether it ultimately goes down as a mistake or not. Uh, I'd like to see like a transaction announced over the weekend that might be cool i still think something's gonna happen in the next two or three days yeah the cubs like having a shiny new toy yeah for their fans and no disrespect to tyler chatwood or brandon morrow those two aren't exactly oh my god he's here yeah right people they also got a, they would be yeah they also got steve Shishek, and he already like took his little picture uh, overlooking Wrigley, if you look on the Twitter, so that was nice. Uh, so that that's a pretty good bullpen. I I don't think anybody really you know cheers about bullpen gay, but uh, they might cheer about a, an elite starting pitcher or a new center fielder. Uh huh. Which is why I think Darvish, Kane, or Arietta will be there at the convention. <laughs> don't bet. I, don't don't quote me on this, but somebody's going to be there that we're not expecting. Yeah. And uh, I'm guessing the usual suspects will be there. Like the superstars will be there. Uh, <laughs> a few, few Mr. of the. Mr. Dempster will be there, of course, with his late night with Ryan Dempster show. Yeah. Uh, a few prospects, probably, probably uh, at least a couple of guys from the top 10. Cause they always have to uh, down, down on the farm panel. Uh mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, they no longer have, like, an Eloy Jimenez or a Glaber Torres. So that that was exciting, like, way back when. But now uh, it's just a bunch of pitchers who are a little further away, plus uh, Victor Caratini, if you look at the top ten list. So not as exciting, but uh, still something to look forward to because you know that the Cubs have tried to develop pitching for as long as Steele and Jed have been around and, Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, they've had to get most of their pitching from, you know, trades and, and other signings. So it's it's kind of disappointing. It's like the one one blemish on this front office is their inability to develop impact pitching in-house. Yeah, I'm sure it'll turn around at some point. Yeah, that's something you could ask them. <laughs> like, gotta. Yeah. Like, uh, Where's the pitching, dude? Yeah. I mean, do you remember what the the convention things were like last year, right after they won the World Series? Like they they did like the uh, 
Oh my gosh, other we finally than, won panel. Other than the, oh my god, we finally won. Yeah. It was like 75% ecstasy, 25% yeah. people calling out Joe yeah. for his game seven. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and uh, I, I was actually... Which proved that Cub fans are never happy. Yeah, I, I think you, you could probably report on how they feel about this this particular convention because obviously, like, they didn't repeat as World Series champions. Oh, boo-hoo, it's hard. <laughs> Baseball's hard. So uh, they they were always going to have trouble repeating no matter which team it was. And, you know, you look at the Dodgers. Uh, they were the best team of the regular season, and they took Houston to seven games, and still they were – they were unable to pull it out in, in Game 7, which is why Houston won. But Houston, I believe, was the second-best team, so that was kind of cool. Like, the best teams in both both leagues were able to meet at the, the World Series. That very rarely happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that tells you how random and hard it is to get to the World Series, much less win it. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like if you – go to the panels and you get an opportunity before Crawley does to actually ask a question, like ask them about developing pitching because that, that could be very cool. And there's also that thing where the guy sued, uh, sued the Cubs because they eliminated a few wheelchair accessible views or something. Yes. Something like that. So I'd like to see the Cubs' actual opinion on that. They'll probably go no comment because it's like a a suit in progress. Pending legal matter. Yeah, but uh, based on what I saw, it was like, hey, uh, we we have to do these renovations. We're making new uh, handicapped accessible seats, but we also have to put in these clubs, and that means that we have to move the handicapped accessible seats to some other part of the park. And it's not like they're not having handicapped accessible seats. It's just that they're not as lucrative as they used to be. So I don't know how much merit that would have. But I know that if I were a disabled uh, individual and they took away, like, a good view from me, I'd probably be a little bit pissed about that. Yeah. Are you are you going to the convention with your wife or your mom or both? No, uh, my mother. Oh, so the wife decided she didn't want to deal with that, and <laughs> she yeah, she gets probably rid- not her cup of tea. Yeah, she gets to get rid of you for a weekend. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. So yeah, uh, I don't think anything's happened in the time we've been recording. Nobody's gotten signed. I don't get have any at that reminders. So. We're going to close this out. I'd like to thank you, sir, for hanging out again. Happy New Year Always. to you. Happy New Year, man. And uh, um, we're going to thank Rich Deanna for helping us with our theme song and Randall Sanders for giving us the call, uh, Pat Hughes' final out call for the World Series. You can follow us at Twitter. I'm at Cubic Snarconia, and Anno is the official World Series Dreaming Twitter. At WSDreaming underscore Cubs. We are on Facebook, which is kind of hopping, much more so than Twitter, which kind of tells you the demographic of who follows us. But I think uh, enough people hang out with us that it doesn't really matter. We we just like to have fun. You can also go to our site at worldseriesdreaming.com. 
uh, email us anything you got. At World Series Dreaming at gmail.com. Tell yeah. us you love us. Tell us you hate us. Just tell us something. Yeah, we like that. And, you know, as always, uh, in the show notes, we have a link to the iTunes page. You should try to download us and rate us on iTunes so we can get a score. Like, even if it's like a three out of five or a two out of five, at least we know why we're being rated this way. We always want to get better, especially now that we've done this for almost a year now uh, in the new iteration. Uh, we'd love if, if you guys could share us. And, you know, that's pretty much it. Any final thoughts, sir? Um, no, just go Cubs, stay warm, and see you guys at the convention if you're going. Yep. Uh, check the live stream, check the Facebook page because that's probably where it's going to be. So thanks everybody for listening. Thank you for supporting us and happy new year. Go Cubs. Go Cubs.